Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only show that completely says no and absolutely refuses any Funkin' at all and replaces it with nothing but Munkin. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie. Uh, I'm usually joined by uh, Andre Barrera, um, who will we'll be here in like five minutes, uh, but we need to start early because as you can tell by the title, we have two very special guests to hear to talk about uh, Monk, specifically because it's their introduction on the show. We have... Uh, you know her as Natalie Teeger. We have Trailer Howard. Trailer, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. And you know her as Julie Teeger. We have Emmy Clark. Emmy, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, <laughs> just as I was five seconds ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're doing Mr. Monk and the Red Herring, which obviously was your guys' first episode on the show. Um, and uh, Andre and I have been talking a lot about uh, the switch from Sharona to Natalie because obviously he's watching it for the first time. And he, I, I, I told him before, and I wasn't, it wasn't going to be a surprise. I didn't want him to just watch this episode and be like, what the hell, where did Sharona go? Um, but uh, I want to get an idea of how did the show, how did it come to both of you guys? Because um, obviously shows don't recast major roles uh, in the middle of it that often. So how did it get on your desk um, as something to pursue? Um... Well, Randy, who Randy Zisk, mm -hmm. who's the executive producer and he directed a lot. I knew him. I mean, we were friends. Mm -hmm. And then he had actually put me, I think it was like Lois and Clark, like a little part when I was just starting. And um, and then I started work, I was working and I hadn't seen him in a while and he called me in for it, but I had never seen it. And mm -hmm. um you know, read for him and Andy and like right off the bat, he's like, clearly you haven't seen the show because mm -hmm. you're not pronouncing any of the names <laughs> correctly. So he gave me a, a, a disc. Mm -hmm. I went home and watched. I was like, oh, it's cute. Mm -hmm. But I knew nothing about yeah. Sharon and the cult following or, mm -hmm. or I would have like been nervous because yeah. going. And then I remember, Emmy, I, I remember your audition. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was, I mean, I don't remember much about the the process leading up to the the audition, the screen test or whatever it was, but I remember that moment actually. Um, yeah, I, I, I knew nothing about the show either. It was one of the first uh, things that um, I read for when I moved back to the States uh, from the UK. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I just kind of fell into the whole acting thing. And I, I yeah, this was one of the first uh, parts that I, Happened to read for us. So then I, um, one thing led to another and I auditioned a couple of times and came out to the West Coast. And yes, I remember walking into the room on a, what what was the, the original, the old studio? Um, but I remember walking in and Trailer and Tony were sitting up at the front and it was very intimidating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they were like super yeah. nice and, and awesome right away. So Trailer, obviously the, the thing that I think makes the show special with both assistants and I think why it was able to withstand the change was because um, you and uh, Tony have such great chemistry that you, with each other. Um, and I'm wondering, obviously, since he's, you know, Tony Shalhoub, big established actor, he's on the show. When you had like first had like a screen test, was that like an instantaneous thing? Or was it something that you found when you're working together on set? Oh, I mean, it's pretty instantaneous. He's so, you know, adorable and fun and easy to work with that's what we've heard from everyone <laughs> that's the most universal awesome. truth in the world apparently that he's the best yeah. person to work with but um no he was just so welcome yeah we just we just we did well together and i just remember when we finally got down to uh testing um 
one of the main creators, usually they like hang around, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're, that's back when there were like 30 people in a room staring mm -hmm. at you. Mm -hmm. I hear now they don't do any of that. Like it's all <laughs> like this thing, which is crazy. Um, but um, he left and I, he's like, I'm gonna go home, you got this. So I was like, you're leaving? And um, because there's always like a producer or a network or a studio that wants somebody else or mm. you know, it's hard to get everyone. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I remember going to New York and doing talk shows and everything. And just again, completely clueless to uh, a lot of people did not want to like me. Yeah. 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 Thankfully, when I was watching it, I was too young to really be, have, be jaded about uh, what, what the change. I was kind of like, oh, Sharon's leaving. That's terrible. Oh, well, let me keep uh, watching. But um, now, how much how much of it was there on the page when you first got the part? And how much of it was it working to create a new character with um, Andy and the other writers and stuff like that? Um, God, this was so long ago. I apologize. I, you just, I, I, you can I, pass on any question. No, no, no. I can immediately go back. Um, it was for sure on the page, but we, you know, it definitely took, I remember yeah. there was one moment, I guess it's in the, I don't know if it's in the pilot. I don't, I mean, my pilot. The, the, yeah, I, I just watched it uh, earlier today, so I can tell you for sure whether it is. Did I put my hands on him at one yes. point? Yes. in a bar and I yeah. like. Yes, that's in, the, that's in this episode. Yeah, that was a kind of a big moment i mm -hmm. think for them not mm -hmm. really so much for for me uh they just really responded to that that it was a different relationship i guess mm -hmm. and yeah. um yeah i just remember that being like kind of a key then they started writing more to that I, yeah because mm -hmm. they were writing for they were just used to writing for sharona and they didn't mm -hmm. know me yeah so i think it was uh so maybe a softer yeah. Or something. I think that because we spoke to Andy about it, and he mentioned that he kind of um, his new wife that he had met while doing the show was kind of that in her, her softness kind of inspired the difference between yeah. uh, Sharona and Natalie, which I think was really interesting. And I think that you can kind of tell. Um, and, and I think that the fact that if I think if you were kind of just being a different person reading Sharona's lines, I think people would have really revolted because you would have been reminded all the time. But like you're so very much not Sharona, which is great, obviously. Um, and Emmy, obviously, um, I could not put myself in the shoes of a child actor, uh, <laughs> in any way, but, um, when you get this part, I assume because you said you moved to LA for it, you knew it was going to be like a recurring major thing. Um, how does you go about like how, mentally, how do you go about as like an 11 year old being like, I'm going to have to be this person's daughter for the next five years. Is that something that you have to mentally prepare for? Or are you just taking it one day at a time? Oh, absolutely. With trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, five years with this one. No, I was, <laughs> it's, uh, sorry, I actually didn't move there, but I did. I, I did fly oh, out okay. like pretty. Oh, often. right. right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't I don't think so. I think it was overwhelming to think about the fact. Yeah, this was one of the first parts I got when I moved back mm -hmm. here. And then I was like, OK, I guess I'm really doing this. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, it was just kind of like, how do I? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Navigating childhood. Mm -hmm. with, a lot but your mom's so great they, they were so normal yeah you could, you could tell just a really good family and we, had it, we had it down but it was intimidating that, that was more that it was just the unknown that was mm -hmm. freaky but other than that, i mean the cast and crew were incredible so it was a really it was really easy to acclimate and i think i had I'd love to say i had a really boring child actor experience and that like it was very um it was very grounded i had great people around me that's good so yeah <laughs> it's better than the alternative yeah <laughs> 
not as um, exciting. Not yeah, exciting. I, yeah. Um, and I think it's really interesting because uh, Julie definitely gets to do a lot more than Benji did, obviously because Julie grows up more um, in the show. But I think that that uh, I really actually like how the character grows because, like you know, we kind of joke on this podcast. We there's some recurring jokes we have, and we do have some recurring jokes about how Benji was uh, kind of just like the most generic like 2002 idea of a kid <laughs> with no personality. Um, but anyway, but Julie definitely gets more, and that's no disrespect to Benji, but you know, um, and so. Uh, something I completely I hadn't forgotten that this happened but I think it's very stark because I was preparing to talk to you uh, trailer that I don't even know my question is necessarily but the it's funny that you become like her his new assistant and like his rock and like a really important character on the show and the first scene I don't know if you recall is you literally murdering someone and I'm wondering if like that gave you any pause in terms of just like how you're gonna be introduced as a regular character on the show because i think it's great but it's also like it is kind of straight i forgot like oh my god the first time we see her she's stabbing a man with a uh scissors totally forgot that yeah i stabbed someone <laughs> um, i think i was just totally flying by the seat of my pants to be mm-hmm. honest um um no it was just fun i mean they were so great to work with and mm-hmm. i think they were really nervous yeah very nervous that it wasn't that it wasn't going to work Mm, and um and then i think like even after the first one or second one they were they were they were way relieved when um i think like the ratings and all that stuff Mm -hmm. started to come in but i think really pretty soon they felt pretty comfortable but initially i think they were pretty terrified so um i don't think i was thinking i think i was just trying to find my own my own way and um, I could just send everyone around. Oh my gosh, there's another person. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna wait until you're done with your story <laughs> to introduce Andre. Andre, uh, meet Emmy and trailer. Hello. Hello. Good evening. It's the other Andy B. Yes, yeah. uh, the other Andy B is what we've called him. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah. So as I explained, to Andre, this is the first time he's he, the first time he ever saw you was watching the episode. I'll let you quickly say what did you think of their performances, and keep in mind that they are in the Zoom chat. Uh, no actually uh it was really fun um it was a really cute episode i guess Uh, it was a really nice intro i i enjoyed it um i just literally just finished it so um it did feel like the show missed a beat at all um just like minor things change mostly like shalub wearing like a like a darker jacket now Mm -hmm. um but no it was a really nice intro a really fun case and uh yeah it was good yeah yeah. um what i was gonna say is i think that the biggest compliment i can give to the way that the show changed when sharona left was that i was on imdb just i want to see when this episode came out and i was looking at some of the other episodes in the second half of season three and i'm like there's no way that this episode is in season three natalie and bunk had to have been together for like a year because the chemistry like like i saw mr monk in the election and i'm like that episode had to have been like season four or five because there's no way that after like five episodes that because in my mind i remember it being just so um there's the chemistry being so good but um i um so, uh, what was I going to say? I had one more question uh, that I needed to ask. So, uh, Emmy, obviously, this is, you have no alternative experience to this. But I wonder, what, what were some of the memories you have of... Because um, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, as a viewer, we all watched you grow up on the TV show. Did that feel like a unique thing that was happening to you? Or was it because it wasn't, you know, was it, a, it wasn't a uh, all-year-round thing? Did it feel like you grew up on a TV show? Or were you just thinking, like, this is just what I do? Um, during the day? Yeah, um, I think, I think it was, um, it was the latter a little bit. I think Mm -hmm. I was, there was a little bit of like disassociation happening because at Mm -hmm. the same time I had like a really normal 
life. So um, now I, I hear more and more about, like the older I've gotten, I feel like I hear more and more about, oh my God, like I watched you grow mm-hmm. up on TV. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't really think, of, <laughs> I didn't think about it. Cause I didn't want, I didn't watch it either yeah. because nobody wants to watch their awkward teen years play yeah. out on television as it happens. But it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. You were not awkward. Yeah, I, I don't remember it being awkward, but you have to keep in mind that I was watching it. Um, and this is a lot about my parents, but I was watching it younger than you. So like I didn't I I maybe if I maybe when I go back now I'll be like wow that was really awkward teen years but like then it was like well you know she's like two years older than me it's like you know so maybe that's what I have to aspire to um, but yeah definitely I'll, I'll let you know I'll let you know if there's any I don't think there will be though because I think that they probably protected you I mean yeah. were your, your friends were cool with you like when you go back or yeah. were someone like oh. yeah no 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 yeah I mean it's it's always a little whatever makes you different at that age is a little weird so mm-hmm. I definitely. I, I don't know. I, I had a, I had a all in all a pretty, pretty decent experience. So, yeah, kids are so, you, so you weren't living in Los Angeles when you were shooting Monk? No, I lived in, I lived in Connecticut. I lived in the East coast and mm-hmm. I like, you know, stayed in my, you know, public school and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just came out mm-hmm. every, I don't know, um, every couple of months and, and filmed for either, you know, a day here and there up to three mm-hmm. weeks, depending on the episode mm-hmm. for, yeah, for a while. Yeah. But that normal. definitely sounds like it would help in terms of having a normal childhood. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so as the show went on, uh, and this is for both of you, um, no, don't you, I'd rather not go into too specific because I don't want anything to be spoiled for poor Andre over there. But what were some of the things that you enjoyed? It's my own fault. Yeah, I know. It's his own fault. He missed Monk. He he could have watched Monk when it was on. Uh, No, but then we wouldn't do the show. So that's, uh, you know, a good thing. But what were some of the things that changed over time with either your characters or relationships that you like really liked and came to uh, as you grew into the show? What did you appreciate to see? think about that well i got to work with i mean i they wrote you in a lot emmy i loved yeah. when you were on yeah i, I loved because i never played i think people like you're gonna be a, you're gonna play a mother like you don't want to you don't want to mm-hmm. age yourself i'm <laughs> like i don't i was like i don't care mm-hmm. and um i had never played a mother mm-hmm. oh. like i think of no i had never played a mother so that was really different mm-hmm. and um and then Mitch, M- Mitch, my my oh, husband, died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's sad stuff. Sad stuff. So that was a big deal, but um, yeah, I think that that was really the biggest thing for me. And then, um, and then you have like Jason and Ted, mm-hmm. that would just like come in here and there. And t- I remember like Tony and I, we'd always be like in the middle, of freaking nowhere, like mm-hmm. at four in the morning, like sitting on a bridge. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like our <laughs> life is just, and we're like, how do we get Ted and Jason's job? That they mm-hmm. would come in for like two or three yeah. days, and you know, right, and, mm-hmm. and then go. And um, but all the characters were so different. It was just, it was just super fun to, and the, and amazing guest stars. Like now, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. watching shows, I'm always like, between all the shows I've been on, I always just sit there. I don't even like say, "Oh, I work." I'm like, I worked with them, worked with them, worked with them, yeah. worked with them, worked with them. Any particular guest star that comes to mind is like the most special. Not, obviously, not no disrespect to anyone else, but is there anyone where you're like, what you what got on set the day where you're like, this is really just this is why you do it, so you can work with X. God, there were so many good people. Um, 
I gotta think about that for a second because there were there were literally so many. What about you, Emmy? I have I to have, think for a minute. I have one. Um, one that comes to mind for me was Malcolm McDowell. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. I was actually gonna guess that because I'm like, when you when you were asking, like, okay, what guest stars were even yeah. in the same scene as you? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, he just I mean, he's great. He's great in that episode, honestly. Like, it's yeah. Andre, you're in for a tree. I don't know, Andre, you big Malcolm McDowell guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually am. Um, it's just like, I, I the last thing I saw him in was like those Rob Zombie Halloween movies, and I'm just like, God, you could have done so much better. I mean, than yeah, yes. Yeah. So, we're not here to criticize Malcolm McDowell's career. Choices. No, I know, but um, I love. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I mean, that's uh, fish in a barrel. No, but uh, so. I mean, for me personally, I would just to say, I think the correct answer to the question of who the best guest star monk is Stanley Tucci. I don't know if that's the answer that you're yeah, searching for, Trevor. But <laughs> I uh, I think that that's, uh, I think about that. I can't, Andre, I really can't wait till we get to that episode. That's going to be one of the best. And then I, I did a show with uh, Alfred Molina before mm-hmm. called Bram and Alice by the guys mm-hmm. that created Frasier. Mm-hmm. One of the shows it didn't make, but Alfred Molina kind of falls in the category of mm-hmm. Tony, that those guys are so yeah. good. And they can play like anything, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was fun. It was fun to have to have him on. And then I'm like, I don't know why Howie Mandel because he's like Monk. Oh. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that, that was really inspired casting when they cast Howie Mandel. Um, definitely, my, my, my gynecologist is named Howie Mandel. <laughs> fascinating, like for real. No, that's yeah. that can't be true. Totally true. At that I, point, you got to go by Howard. You got to be like, I'm. So, I, you know, I might be Howie to my friends, but I'm Howard. Okay. Jason Alexander. Wow. God, I mean, it was so much yeah. more fun. It shows how deeply mentally ill I am that when you said Jason Alexander, I don't remember, you know, what I ate for breakfast two days ago, but I'm like, oh, Detective Marty Eels. That was his name. Yeah. I don't know how I remember his character's name, but it's one of my favorite character names on all Monk, Marty Eels. Um, but yeah, I mean, you really, I, I honestly you just keep saying them. It's like, like, I honestly had almost forgotten that Alpha Marina was on an episode. Um, Cause like he's also like if I remember correctly he's like not even like the main person in that episode he just is there as uh, the yeah. rich billionaire guy. Um, but yeah, that I mean, and, uh, and, and because I know that it's very unlikely we'll get Tony Shalhoub on the show, I do need to ask because I keep getting told that Tony Shalhoub is the nicest man in show business. Is there an anecdote that would make listeners feel good about loving Monk, about Tony Shalhoub that makes you smile when you think about it? Well, he's just. But I just want to say to the listeners, her shoulders just dropped as to imply there are so many. How could I possibly pick one? <laughs> um, well, he's super funny. Mm-hmm. He's totally neurotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would be on the phone a lot because his two daughters gave him a gave him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. He was always like, I'm just messing this thing up. Mm-hmm. So he was always like parenting on the mm-hmm. side. He was really involved. And he would go in and out of gaining weight. <laughs> And he would get like upset, like he's like, oh, you know. And then I would, li- I remember one time he was talking about how he was, how he was going on a diet. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, like, I don't know, a few hours later, looking over at him, and he, he was taking, he was about to take a bite of like this gigantic calzone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? But in the uh, makeup trailer, we would all be there very early, mm-hmm. and no one would talk. Mm-hmm. And um, there are only two people that could make the coffee. And mm-hmm. he got real ser- serious about that coffee. It had to be super strong. Mm-hmm. And um, but he's just fun. He's mm-hmm. fun. And 
we would, he would, he's so good that I could like play with him. I could like give him notes and he wouldn't even care. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's just do a trailer's way to show how wrong she is. <laughs> do it, it would be good. And he was just so giving that way. A lot of people could be like, what are you, what are you saying? But um, he was really, he, he was so malleable. Like mm -hmm. he was so good. You, I could even say, you know, try this. Mm -hmm. uh, any uh, Tony Shalhoub uh, stories? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint one, but trailer, you're just like sharing so many things, and it was funny. It was like sparking memories for me. Do you remember that cookie dough and the and the craft services uh, trailer? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, I don't know why, but you talking about the diet battles? I remember that. I remember like also I would mark seasons based on like the quality of the food. Like I remember there was one se one earlier season where we had like horrific junk food and it was the best thing ever like i remember nachos <laughs> and stuff and then the next yeah maybe it was when tony was dieting but like the next season we had, like, red vines and like you know um the not so good stuff but yeah no he was just really friendly and, and kind and i think especially when you're working with a, a kid i'm mm -hmm. sure and and knowing the hours that that they had to work i obviously it was in a very controlled environment mm -hmm. so like wasn't working as many hours the day and in and out of things like he was always super super patient and really kind and friendly and never anything but nice one i'm sure there were some days where you know the halloween episode i might have had too many uh candy bars in between takes and probably was a lot to mm. deal with but you wouldn't have been able to tell you know he's so nice wait mm. there's a halloween episode i'm like oh, super sorry. excited for that i don't get into details no no no. I, i'm so excited about that i love halloween so much so it's gonna be uh, yeah andre's really he, he's really it's hitting him hard that he can't go uh can't go anywhere this halloween yeah <laughs> Um, it, was a, it was a cute episode and when yeah. i was now when i watch see i have two boys mm -hmm. and i never think like oh watch you should watch the show they kind of stumble on it mm -hmm. right and um anytime it comes on i usually i don't usually don't the, oh God, i have so many stories about that but when it comes on i always think about it's more about like where we, we were shooting mm -hmm. where because my son is sabu and he grew up on that set Mm -hmm. And it's like, where was Sabu? Like where it's like, I sort of reference mm -hmm. them by that, like where we were. Yeah. And, um, and they were super sweet to me when I was pregnant. They were funny about it too. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. some of the Tony, cause I didn't, it was, and, um, and I remember at some point I'm like, I gotta go tell them, I gotta go tell them. And, and so I went in there to tell him <laughs> that I was pregnant and he was like, like this complete, like forced smile, like kind of unsure. All he cared about was, I mean, he was happy for me, but he was just like, you're gonna leave, aren't you? You're gonna leave, because you know, they had just brought me in. Mm -hmm. so he's like, you're going, you're going, and like, we're screwed. Like the whole, mm -hmm. we're not gonna be able to to do this. And um, I kind of thought they'd write it in, but they, they didn't, I just had to, they'd have tables like up to mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely something. Uh, when I was first watching, wasn't really privy enough. But then when I watched some reruns, it's like that's a gigantic pocketbook. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's honestly, it's it's, it's uh, if the alternative was you leaving the show, then um, it definitely is. Actually, well, the alternative will be writing in it. But um, the but yeah, it definitely uh, was. They couldn't. They're like, it's too much. We can't do this. I, honestly, I think that that's fair because it. I think you can say with both Sharona and Natalie that it's questionable the amount of time they spend with Monk, given that they have kids at home. And I think if there was a baby involved, it would have been like, okay, this is a bit much. There's a, you know, you can't be with Monk at, you know, nine o'clock at night doing a case. He's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if our show can. Eat. And I, I remember um, 
you know, the election one. Yes. Um, I originally it was written that I won mm -hmm. and we were doing it. And I remember being with Randy. I'm like, I don't think I should win. You know, it's like, and, and so I call, I call Andy's and he's like, call Andy. Mm -hmm. And so we'd be in the, you know, the shuttle bus. And I talked to him like four times. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if our little show can handle that. And I was like, yeah, but you're saying that like you have to win, you know, to be a winner. Mm -hmm. Why can't, why can't I, why do I have to win? Why mm -hmm. can't I be an example? And he was like, oh, you're good. And so they, they, they did. Love that. That. Now yeah. that brings up something that I found interesting when we talked to Andy, because I didn't know this until we spoke to him, that the writer's room was in New York and uh, the show was obviously filming in LA. Did that like, was that as much of a nightmare as I can imagine it being, or was it pretty smooth most of the time? They figured out just table reads. I, I feel like I can't ever hear anyone anyway. I don't know how they could do it. They just had like this little, mm -hmm. like this barely speaker, like in the middle of this massively mm -hmm. long table. I don't know how the hell they could hear anything, mm. but um, they, you know, they yeah. did it rewrite and mm -hmm. yep. Um, and what else? I'm thinking about how, uh, cause also you talked about how difficult it was to shoot uh la for san francisco um did you guys make it up to san francisco often or was it just an occasional like once a season you'd go up and get like five different pickup shots we only went up a couple of times it was super fun when yeah. we went but were you there emmy did you yeah i came up well, i think it was for the the fashion show mm -hmm. i think um yeah was... uh yes yeah, he said that there was like one hill in all of LA that they filmed all the stuff on, which is funny to think about, and you do kind of notice it. <laughs> like anytime there's a hill, it's like, oh, it's that street again. Um, um, now, Andre, do you have any questions? I know once again, just you know, you can ask any open-ended questions you want. Uh, I so just, it, I just have one, and it's um, it's the thing I can never get over. Um, what was it like working with like Ted? I mean, had you seen Silence of the Lions before you started working with Ted Levine? Because I feel like after you see that movie, it's so hard. It took me so long to get over, like, that it's him. And he's, like, such a, like, a nice... Well, like, the first season, he's kind of, like, mean. But then he, like, becomes really nice and warm. And, like, I just picture him being like that. So it was, like, such a weird thing. So, like, was it, like... what Did you freak out? Or, like, did, did it take you some time to adjust to, like, this is him? That's a good question. Well, I... Um, Randy, because now now Randy lives near me, and he reminds me of this. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot you did that. So Ted is really sensitive. You cannot bring that up. Mm -hmm. Can't yeah. bring up the whole mm -hmm. because you know he doesn't want to get boxed, and he gets just he gets like really uptight, and he could be like he's very cantankerous. Mm -hmm. And the first time I think they set it up so that I would meet Jason and Ted for lunch, like at the commissary, and Randy's wow. like. <laughs> Bring up Silence of the Lambs. And he told me to like bring it up and Ted just like oh turned white. Man, Randy totally like, set me up. And he had to like go with it. He had to go with it. But ooh, he was pissed. <laughs> That's funny. People would come on, they're like, oh, you know, like, hey, and he would just get all like Yeah, I, I would I don't I think that intuitively I would kind of realize like if judging by the fact that basically after that he feels like he ex exclusively played cops, I feel like he's probably trying Ooh, that's to probably true. Not, yeah, he, he's, yeah, exactly. Um, but that is a good question. Oh, also one thing I forgot wait, to ask. Wait, wait. I no, think no. one time now I'm mm -hmm. remembering one time 
we were doing some murders and he came up behind me and he did the voice. Oh Stop. my God. Oh my God. No, no way. One time and I was just like, oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, one last thing also I want to ask is a thing that I actually, I, when I teased that we we're going to have you guys on last episode, I got a text from my cousin who doesn't text me that often, who said, I had questions to ask. Of well about you and the first one was how did you get the show which is obviously like I mean I like I love you Chris but that's an easy question but also uh, why was there a discussion that you would say Mr Monk as opposed to Adrian? It just it just it never got to Adrian. It I, okay. Just, it just never. We would try and it just wouldn't it wouldn't work. Wait, mm-hmm. so you call him Mr Monk the whole yeah. time? Correct, yeah. Andre. Yeah. That, yes. Right. <laughs> The whole time. And I don't even know because she called him Adrian, right? Sharona? Yeah, Sharona called him Adrian. And they're actually, I mean, there is a bit in the episode where Sharona comes back where she says, why do you call him Mr. Monk? And then you try to call him Adrian and it doesn't work, if yeah, I remember yeah, correctly. But, yeah. It didn't work, I think, once we got going. It just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just... I, 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 think it, I think it does. I like it. I it like works because it, like, separates the two characters, like, the two I roles, think that that's so. exactly what I was going to say. Um and uh yeah i i just think it is definitely something that if you watch natalie episodes and short episodes back to back you will notice it immediately um but yeah i think i, I was just wondering if there was a specific discussion but i guess that makes sense because since when we meet monk and shrona they're like three years into knowing each other and like i think that i imagine they probably started with mr monk and expected to transition to adrian and then you said adrian it just sounded wrong um it just uh, never i wonder how many times in all those years i said mr monk i if anyone is, uh, has a lot of time on their hands uh, who's listening, uh, Mr. Monk supercut uh, would be appreciated. I might start. Um, I might start now. I mean, I'm like right in on the ground floor, so maybe I'll start. Yeah, uh, you know, I appreciate that, Andre. Um, and for uh, for you, Emmy, um, obviously, whenever there's any uh, show, not to immediately skip forward like five years, but whenever anyone's on a show for a long period of time, it's obviously very, very uh, sad when it ends. But what was it like um, being on the show when it ended? Well, you had to be like, what, almost 18 by the, when it ended? I was 18, uh, yeah. You were 18, and you started when you were, what, like uh, 12 or 13? 12, uh, 13, right when I turned, like right before I turned 13. I yeah, think. so how did it feel when it finally ended for you? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I almost imagine that it felt like similar to way graduating school, but that could be completely yeah. wrong for me. Okay. No, that's true. It felt oh, it felt really surreal. That was, It was like one thing after the other, right? Because this wrapped, uh, the monk wrapped, and then I graduated high school mm. um, not too long after. So it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely weird. I'm a little mm. surreal. And I think yeah. like, you know, you just try and hold on to all the memories because you were still so young. Um, but yeah, it's definitely weird. Did feel like graduating high school. Um, yeah, and I, I just want to thank you guys so much for coming on, um, and, uh, sharing these memories with you. Um, if there's any, ever anything that I need, uh, we need more information on, or if any time there's any episode, um, that, uh, you know, you ever want to talk about, uh, trailer, you have my contact info, you can send it over to Emmy. Um, and yeah, at some point towards the end of the show, I might reach you back out again. So Andre can ask more questions because at the moment now he's kind of just like sitting there like an idiot. Um. Love you, Andre. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to say? Um, uh, I just want to say before I started recording, there was a wonderful TV mother-daughter reunion that I got to see, which was really beautiful. Uh, oh, no, wow. I, I, I wish I was recording at the time, time but uh, uh, it, was it was a private moment, moment so, I so I didn't. But anyway, but anyway is there anyone last, anything you want to say? Anything you're doing now that you want to talk about? Who, us? 
I mean, I, that's why I said it vaguely because I know, I, I, I know, I know. I, I, I've been used, I've used the internet movie database. I, I, I see, but you know, um, but if there's any, you know, any uh, thing you want to promote, it's this is podcast etiquette. I did a, a complete about face. I just mm-hmm. like go on, go on, go on, and then I just abruptly left. Is there is is there any particular reason? If you don't, you can tell me not to ask this, but is there any particular reason why Monk was the last thing you did? Um, yeah, I think I did one. I think I did a pilot after that that um, Dana Gold. I did a um a show with. And I remember just even going in and auditioning. I was just tired. Mm-hmm. Tired, and I also had been very lucky that um, whenever I would get a pilot, they would like go to series. I very rarely. I mean, I just kind of kept working, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of tired. I remember them calling my agent, and they're like, "She doesn't seem." They were sort of thrown with my personality. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably thought I was like a little bitchy thing or not, and it wasn't that. I just wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I think I'd worked with such good people mm-hmm. that. And I probably didn't come about the right. I was more almost like interviewing them a little bit. I just was trying to get a feel for um, what they were doing and the quality because I had just been so lucky. And that show did not end up going. And then I, I left for um, family and love and um, and left. And then um, just, I don't know, I guess I'm an all or nothing person. I've only done leads and shows. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know like, again. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know. Yeah. I just was kind of, I'm, I'm, I just have had worked with such great people. I just didn't want to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, going out on top is, uh, is, it's, it's never a bad, bad idea. idea. Um, um, yeah, you know, uh, I think that that is, honestly, that's why I imagine it is, just because whenever I see someone who has on like a long running show and just does an acting, and it's like, yep, this, you must feel like uh, nothing else could compare. I can't imagine. No one is going to be Tony Shalhoub. No. And I had some very famous uh, actor friends. They were like, oh, my God, you're leaving. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And they were all, like, a hair jealous. Mm. I, was, I was nervous. But a lot of people <laughs> kind of were, like, kind of jealous. Well, I mean, you seem very happy that you did it. So, I, you know, definitely, I hope they're still jealous. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, Emmy, um, anything else you want to add uh, before we uh, – because Andre and I still got to talk about the episode. And so, uh, you know. Lord knows I want to, don't want to keep Andre for three and a half hours. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think same with trailer after I, after I, I don't know, I spent like 10 years growing up acting and then went to college and, um, was able to finance my education, which was super great. And then I just kind of decided, um, that I wanted to try something else because that was all I'd known mm-hmm. from such a young age. Um, and it was fun, but I just, I got... I thought uh, you grow out of things, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of entered a different phase of my life, but it was really special. And Monk was like, you know, such a big part of it. So, I mean, I'm glad to hear that because, uh, you know, growing up watching it, it definitely is a huge part of my life in a, in a much, 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 much smaller way. But every Friday night watching with my parents was uh, very, very special. Um, and so, I, once again, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to connect. And uh, I hope you know that people are still watching and discussing the show you made uh you know full 15 years after uh this episode came out you know we're andre and i are about to spend uh 45 minutes to an hour talking about it so uh yeah crazy yeah not seem like that long ago it's weird 
I know. Yeah. It's weird. <sighs> All right. All right. Um, you two have a good night. All right. Thank and, you so uh, much. I really appreciate well, it. Thank you so much. So, uh, Andre, how are you? Uh, I'm good, man. Just, you know, very excited to talk about the beginning of a new era. You're damn right. It's the beginning of a new era. All right. So we start off. Someone's breaking into a house. They're uh, going over to the fish tank. Do you remember when there was two different shows about making fish tanks at the same time called Tanked and Fish Tank Gangs? No. <laughs> That's a thing? Okay. It, well, I mean, it was in like 2010. There's two different shows, one on like TLC and one on Discovery. Um, anyway, so we see Natalie Teeger. She wakes up um, and she accosts the man in her house and they start attacking. They're fighting. They're kicking. And Natalie gets the upper hand. What does she grab? She grabs a pair of skizzers and just straight up necks them. Yeah. Now, I I understand that this TV show is like, you know, TV PG, but there, de- there definitely should have been a Gone Girl amount of blood there. There's just no, not enough blood. Yeah. It, not, once again, okay, I'm not saying not enough blood because I didn't want there to be more blood. But, yeah. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> man. Um, and then we go to Dr. Kroger, and Dr. Kroger uh, gets to be our trusty exposition dump. Um, yeah. Because so you, you asked what it was going to be like when Turner left. And uh, it was all dealt with in one scene. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I was expecting it already, so it was mm-hmm. fine. Um, but I did notice Dr. Kroger is looking a little more brown these days. Mm. Well, I honestly don't know what you mean by that. He's like tanned? Uh, no, no. His hair is like darker. It's like br- oh. it's like more brunette. Maybe he used to dye. I'm not 100% sure. Um, the actor, uh, Stanley Campbell, is no longer with us, so we are not able to ask. Oh, God, uh, he's dead? Oh yeah, he dies in the, in, during the show actually. But, what? Um, yeah, 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 he dies in like season six. Oh I didn't want to break it. I now I can break that to you because I already now that Strone is gone, I can break to you that yeah he dies. Um, Fuck. Yeah, he's actually a great actor. I really miss him. Um, okay. But yeah, sorry, bad news uh, hitting at all fronts. But it's been three months since Strone left, and Monk is in complete denial about her. She she think he thinks she's coming back. Um, yeah, it's and, when Kroger reminds him of three things. Mm-hmm. Which one? one? She sold her house. Which what well, I want to say is this time. It's crazy she owned that house on her salary. Continue. True. Two. Uh, she remarried. She moved back to Jersey. Mm-hmm. And three. He. She remarried Trevor. Was his name? Correct. Okay. Yes. Bam. Nice. Uh, so clearly, uh, she ain't coming back. Nope. She uh, gone. And I kind of like that they pull the bandaid off quickly because they 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 do it quickly enough where you don't ask like for example why would she get back. With Trevor, because um, he's, you know, clearly not a good guy. Although her taste in guys has been a long-covered subject by this podcast. Correct. Um, and, you know, and Bunk is, he's like, you know, she just, she wasn't just my assistant. Um, and Dr. Grover's like, what would you want me to do? Kidnap her, yada, yada, yada. And then Monk says something that's really sad, which is she probably escaped before it was too late. Which, that's, a uh, doesn't make you feel good about Monk's uh, mental health, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I'm surprised. Well, granted, we cut. It's like three months later, right? It's mm-hmm. been three months, so, mm-hmm. um, so we don't get to see him dealing with the worst of it. But, no, um, which I'm glad because that would be bad. Yeah, I'm glad too, and like you don't even like see him down in the dumps about it too much this episode, just kind of right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So, that's um, fine. and he needs to look for a new assistant. It's an unfortunate reality. 
So we see him do two interviews. One is a nurse who, what's the problem with her? Her, the staple's crooked. Which, honestly, fair. That's a bad thing. I can see why you get mad about that. Sure. Not really. I mean, I'm, I think it's, I like when staples aren't crooked, but I also am not careful enough to staple correctly, so I'm a hypocrite. Um, and then one asks what his hours are, and what are the hours? Um, something till one, or one. It's 9 a.m. until one. Until one of one, us dies. Until one of us dies. Um, then we cut to a crime scene. We cut to that same house. We got a stop. Our Yep. Uh, they're going, you know, looking at the crime scene. It's so far the guy's John Doe. Yep. Um, and uh, you'll learn that this is Natalie Teeger. Um, she's a single mother. Her husband died six years ago. Rest in peace to Mitch. Yeah. Um, Does he get recast? Do we get flashbacks with her? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Actually, I don't think we get flashbacks now. Okay. Um, he is an important part. Like he, he's involved. Like his memory is a thing that goes happens. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But yeah, that's why I don't know it's Mitch off the top of my head. But I don't believe that we ever really see him in any flashbacks. Um, and uh, they're going through the story of what happened. And the important detail, though, is that this was not the first intruder in her house that week. Previously. Dot dot dot. Yeah, it was, um, they had come, like, it was, like, two days before. Or was it a yep. week before? Yeah, two, two days. Yeah, two days before someone came in um, impersonating someone that worked for the city in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. were going to check her water heater. Yes, but he never went to the basement. Um, yeah. And when he was caught by the fish tank, we, well, we don't know it's the fish tank yet, but when he was caught by the fish tank, he ran away. Um, and... So, I mean, the odds that are astronomical that there'll be two different intruders, which Randy points out. Yeah. Um, And is there anything of value in the house? Is there? No. I mean, well, we find out that there's some cash in a coffee can, but aside from that, Well, 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 is there anything of value in the house? No. No. says, my daughter, which, fair. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But no, there's nothing of value in the house. Uh, They're clearly uh, not, you know, the way she says it is clearly not doing too well. Yeah. So, uh... Then Stavire is basically like, there's a person we sometimes bring in when there are some cases that are especially difficult. Um, and she's talking about Monk, obviously. But Monk won't do it unless she convinces him. Right. So, we cut back to Monk. And he's interviewing a third person, who I want to say is even more unqualified to be Monk's nurse than Sharona. And, just, and, and more than that, uh, Sharona's, like, friend or whatever from uh, oh, our yeah. class. Uh, yes, uh, Nisi Nash's character is a better nurse than this woman is. Yeah. Because she's like, you don't seem like you have anything wrong with you. I'm a little confused as to why you need a, a nurse. It's like, how are you a nurse and you don't know that there are people who might have, like, mental nurses? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and she says, what well, you don't need a nurse. You need a wife. Which, like, is this 1970? No, 1950 even. What? You know, he he loved. I mean, she he probably does, but like that's not something you say. No, and also most importantly, you might think it's 1950 because she's in a stranger's apartment and she lights up a cigarette. Yeah, that's. Can you imagine being in a stranger's apartment and lighting up a cigarette? No, no, without absolutely. asking. Not only that, but like then she throws out the fucking cigarette in a in a in trash, a trash can. can. Just some truly insane shit. <laughs> I, I just I don't know what to do. 
Yeah, I know. I just wrote down, like, lady is smoking in his house, Jesus Christ. Like, come on, man. Like, that's just a crazy... That's so disrespectful. When are you... When do they, like, stop you from smoking in bars? When was that? Do you remember? Uh, I think it depended. I don't know what the federal rule was. Um, I know in the state of New York, it was... In New York, it was... Uh, my entire life, I think. And then in Florida, I don't think... I never remember going to a bar ever in Florida. So I think... At least in New York and Florida, it was in the early 2000s, it was. Um, I know in New Jersey, you could still, during the early 2000s, because I remember we would go to restaurants by the Jersey Shore, and there'd be smoking sections, but... Um, What's your favorite bar in Florida? My favorite bar in Florida? I, don't, I haven't gone to that many bars in Florida, because I didn't spend most of my time over 21 in Florida. Um, I love... I mean, and also, I mean, if I were to answer a question, I'd answer, like, a local bar. I mean, the actual answer is this place called The Ice House which is a bar in Ponte Gorda, Florida, which ironically doesn't sell liquor, so I actually don't drink alcohol when I'm there. Um, they only sell, like, beer and wine? They also beer and wine, yeah. But it's a uh, it's like an authentic British pub food place, but it's built in an old, like, uh, 1890s ice house where they would ship in the blocks of ice for refrigerators. Mm-hmm. So it has, like, gigantically vaulted ceilings and, like, a super cool atmosphere. Um, and, uh, they yeah, they have sort of bangers and mash, which is delicious and other uh, British specialties. But that's the answer to your question. So it's the least Florida bar in the world, actually. But it is uh, one of my favorite places. Yeah, it's not what I was expecting to hear. I was expecting like a a, a tiki bar or something. I mean, the the tiki bar in my parents' community is great because they serve a drink called the Venetian Voodoo, which may... Okay, hypothetically speaking, this might be about another person named Jay Christie who, uh, you know, is me. Four of them might black you out on like a Tuesday afternoon during the summer once. Um, and, and you might, might have, have for them might have, uh, you have this conversation where you wake up in your bed at like 7.30 and you're groggy, 7.30 at night and you're groggy, and you say to your brother like, oh man, what did I go to, like, man, what's happening? And he said, Jake, you were like crazy at dinner. And I was like, I ate dinner? <laughs> anyway. Were you with your parents too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a bad scene. Well, it's because me, Michael, and then uh, two of our parents' friends' kids who were also down for the summer went to, like, the bar on a weekday because we had nothing to do. And four Venetian voodoos, I mean, it's, like, four different types of rum and pineapple juice, and it tastes delicious. And you know what? I would have another one tomorrow. Mm. Um, anyway, that's a big dis- digression, but big Venetian voodoo guy. It's called the Venetian voodoo, by the way, because it's, well, they, the place is called Venetian. And two, because it has Midori in it, so it looks like cooling green. Anyway. Ooh, sounds um, good. So, uh, the trash can gets set on fire. Monk grabs his fire extinguisher. He's trying to stand eight feet away. Uh, Natalie comes in and is basically grabs it from him. Like, it's recommended it's eight feet away. And she uh, puts out the fire extinguisher. Um, it sounded like you wanted to do an accent there. I didn't want to do an accent. I wanted to, like, I, I wanted to do an impression, but, like, it, I would feel weird. Because I, I was trying to, in my head, it was like, because there's a certain way that she says Mr. Monk, which is in my head all, all the time. and like, But that's not how she delivers that line. Like, Mr. Monk is like the way I hear it in my head. But that's, that's not, not the way she says that, that line, line. So I didn't do it. Um, anyway. So you can kind of tell immediately, honestly, that they, they're, she's going to be the new uh, assistant. Because she, I mean, she just clearly gets Monk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, uh, she basically is like, are you Monk? You know, the famous Adrian Monk? Because she's disappointed. Like, how is this the guy that's supposed to help me when he's a mess, right? Right. And, of course, Monk thinks that she's there for the job. Um, 
And when she says, no, I want to hire you, and he says, I'm not taking cases, and he says, the cap said, you might change your mind, and uh, he says no. Until she starts to tell him about, like, that she's actually, like, for the first time, she's actually scared because she mm-hmm. has no idea what's going on, and she has a daughter, and, like, can you imagine having a daughter, or something like that. And uh, that gets Monk, that catches his uh, his heartstrings. Yeah, Monk, he's, he's not a robot. He's uh, He's got a heart just like anyone else, and, you know, whenever someone says, I'm not often scared, but I'm scared right now, you know. Yeah. That means it's bad shit. That's why I can never say that because I'm scared almost every damn day. Um, so, you know, Jake Monk. I don't. I what? Jake Monk. Honestly, yeah, you know, that's one thing we do share in common. Uh, it take it's very very easy to scare me. Odds are, when I leave my room and go to the bathroom and walk through uh, my hallway with the lights off, there's like a twenty five percent chance that's going to scare me. Then, you know. Um, do you get scared when people send you those videos that like jump at you? Uh, I haven't been sent one of those videos since I was like 11, um, but wow. I guess. I, I mean, I most of my friends are nice people, and we mostly just share either memes or screenshots of people being too horny on Twitter. But that's not here or there. Okay. Um, but if you want to ever want to send any of those. I'm going to start doing that, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I already follow the, uh, some accounts on Twitter that post them, and they're great. That's just one of my favorite things. The, the, the quarantine, one of the great quarantine things on the internet is people who are cooped up and who are just saying the most reckless stuff on the internet. Like, just truly foul shit. Oh, it's great. Um, anyway, it's great. It's so funny. I wouldn't know. It's so funny. I can't, I don't want to say it because, like, think about this. The stuff that it, the stuff these people say is stuff that I don't want to say in this podcast. And then think about some of the other stuff you've heard me say on this podcast. Anyway, right. so Monk is monking around, which that's what you call it when he's doing that. Um, he asks, Is there any money? Uh, and where was the money? You brought it up earlier. It was in the coffee can, baby. Mm. I mean, not a bad place to hide money, but not also a good place to hide money in terms of, uh, um, Andre, where do you hide your money? Don't answer that. Um, in a Nike shoebox. In a Nike shoebox. I don't actually have any cash anywhere because, uh, I'm dumb, but also because I, you know, have a bank account. I only have um, singles, like singles that I have in my pocket. Like I'll put them in a Nike box. Mm. Oh yeah, obviously. Once the script club opens back up, you need to be ready. No, I learned that from. Uh, no, I learned it from. Uh, Met, uh, no, Redman when he did that mm-hmm. really infamous like uh, MTV Cribs. Yes. Did you see yeah. that? No, I'm a little young, but I'm, I'm familiar with. I'm, I'm familiar with like the famous. I, I do know what you're talking about. That in like uh, what else? Um, I'm trying to think of the other famous MTV Cribs things. But you don't talk about. Uh, um, Mariah Carey being in the tub. In the bathtub, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. But I felt like I didn't, that's kind of <laughs> sad in hindsight, so I don't want to break it out. No, no, no. Um, that's fine. But uh, um, you know what you gotta do? You gotta be like Rashid Wallace, who apparently has like a full dresser drawer in his uh, trunk that has each drawer's a different denomination of bills to go to the strip club. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Monk makes another discovery. That despite Mitch dying six years ago, Natalie just started dating again, and he pulls Yo, out. Yo, my man has like no decorum. Yeah, he like points out the fact that she uh, has uh, <laughs> birth control in her uh, in her purse, in yes. front of her daughter. Yes. Julie. Which uh, the thing I do appreciate is that it's one. I'm like, I'm not surprised Monk did that, but it, it is nice that he realizes that it's bad. Like you see his face. Like I, I do like that Natalie doesn't have to tell him. I, I think it'd be dumb if Monk was like, "What? What I do?" Monk is like, "Oh fuck! I, I screwed this up." Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says that they're adult Tic Tacs, um, which uh, I'll be honest with you, I know for a fact when I saw this episode, I did not get the joke. 
I didn't know birth control pills were. Which uh, once again, okay. shows I probably uh, should not have been watching the show. I'm kidding. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm a mental, well-adjusted adult, uh, mostly. And so Natalie asked the most important question is, what are they after? And you can kind of tell that that's the, the crux of the episode, right? Right. And what does Monk find wedged in the couch? A uh, fishnet. Uh, yes, I called it a skimmer. Um, okay, yeah, maybe, that's a very maybe that's just because I grew up with a pool. I grew up with a yeah, pool. So, yeah, I didn't. Um, um, I so the thing I have to remember about Florida though is a, a pool having a pool is not a sign of socioeconomic status. Correct. Now that doesn't mean I didn't grow up in real class, but still. Um, yeah, uh, no. I was say, by saying I grew up with a pool, I wasn't trying to pull like a uh-huh. superiority thing. Uh-huh. It just everyone has a pool in Florida, but yes, right. um, it's a skimmer. Yeah, and um, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I, I got it. I got what it. What did you know? You knew I, it? Okay, yeah, yeah, so you knew it. at that moment that it was a moon rock. Yeah, it was something. Something in the tank. Like No shit. That Everyone's supposed to know that. That's important. No, but yeah. like obviously it's a rock. There's like no fucking, like, there's nothing else yeah. in there. Well, you know it's, well, I mean, I think that this is probably the best titled episode of Monk. Because what do you know? It, they initially think it's the fish. But if you know the title, you know it's not the fish because it's Mr. Monk and the Red Herring. Right. And you know you you know what a red herring is? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, um, no, I just sure. think no, I just think it's funny that it's like it's called then the red herring and it has to do with a fish on top of. Well, that. yeah, that's the joke. That's the joke. That JPG. But it's the wrong fish. Well, no, it's not that it's the wrong fish. It's that I mean, it, it technically isn't a red herring. But the joke. The so that's what I'm saying. The literal red herring in the episode is a fish. Yeah. Which I okay. Like. Um, and so they put the skimmer in a bag, and um, Monk is like, "Tell me more about the fish." They go to the pet store. Yep. And. Natalie talks to the guy who works there. And by the way, I apologize that I'm doing most of the talking, but once again, do want to keep this episode under two hours. Yeah. Um, and the guy basically is like, there's, that there's nothing really special about the fish. It was 99 cents. Um, it's a, did you a, ever have a fish like that growing up? Uh, it was like a, a, it's a crimson marble fish. And no, I, I mean, unless I just thought it was a goldfish, but I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, I mean did you have any fishes like that? I mean, like any like cheap fishes. I had goldfish, yeah. And I don't mm. give a shit about fish. I had a, um, an Andre uh, fish. I mean, sorry, a beta fish. Um, ah, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. That's nah, fine. Uh, uh, no, it's actually my older brother had a baby fish, a beta fish. He had a fun name, and I don't remember what it was. Anyway, he died after like a year. Rest in peace to him. Um, but it's kind of funny they call beta fish when they're famously like alpha as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of like how there's a the six foot five, four hundred pound redneck I went to high school with went by tiny. Um, they should call. They should call them Chad fish. Chad fish. Yes. Oh, well, if it's a man, and obviously a Stacey fish, if it's a... Yeah. Uh, God, man. Have you ever watched clips? I've never watched the full episode. Have you ever watched clips? I mean, you've probably watched the full episode. Of, like, the SVU episode they did about incels? No, I did not know. <laughs> it's so... It feels so much like uh, your 40-year-old aunt heard about incels once in one episode, because it's like, we need to show the Chads and Stacey's of the world a lesson. Oh, my um, God. Who says... Who delivers that line? No, it's the murderer. Um, okay. Anyway. So, Monk is looking at a bird, and what is this bird doing? Um, it's like, it's eating out of two different trays evenly. So, it's basically the monk of fish. It's a, he's a, it's, it's a, it's a, monk a it's a monk fish. No, it's not, it's a monk bird. Um, oh, shit, sorry, fuck! I know, the joke was there, and I let you have it. Um, Thank you. But, uh, what does Monk immediately guess was, is wrong with this bird? Uh, that his, it lo- he lost his, uh, his partner. His wife, Yes. And I just love how Matt he lost his wife. Yeah, um, I like how they call it a wife. Like, this, these birds were not... They did not have a ceremony. They were part You don't know. You don't know that. I mean... You don't... Like, wait, I, I'm not a met expert in bird law, and neither are you. Um, if anyone is expert in avian law, um, 
There's got to be so, at least one person who is a uh, legal scholar who deals exclusively in stuff involving birds, right? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the bird's name say, is Sergeant Pepper. There's Sergeant Pepper. He's gonna die alone. Yeah. Um, you know, sad stuff. Yeah. Um, and Natalie like has like she she's like on to it. Like she knows. She's... Yeah. I I think that this is the moment where it's like I. I know I've said this before, and I assume we're probably not going to have Biddy Shram on the program. So I say, I have, I'm much more Team Natalie than Shrona. And I think that moments like this are why. Because she not only picks up what he's putting down in terms of, obviously, he sees himself yeah. in Sergeant Pepper. But that, like, she's very compassionate about it. And it's not like, you're fucking weird. Well, how do you see yourself? Right. In like, That's true. And I think that that is just, like, that I feel like is the proper reaction to Monk being Monk. Not like, Adrian, you're not this bird. Um, yeah, anyway. that's crazy. Um, no, and yeah, it it, it definitely um, already set like a nice impression for me going forward because obviously I haven't seen any of the rest mm-hmm. of it, but it was like a nice starting off point. And also, I think the thing too is that the shared trauma they have of losing their spouses Ooh, yeah, true. is like, that's such a, it just, it, it I feel like, I, I've long felt like that the people in the world who are closest a lot of times share the same traumas, whether they be, like, literal traumas, like someone dying, or just, like, bad, uh, like, demon, like, you know, bad childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a pet psychology theory I have, which is, you know, dumb. But I think that that is, like, it allows them to connect that no matter how ridiculous Monk is acting, she knows that they've both been to the same exact dark place. Anyway. So we move on to the police. So basically, yeah, they learn that the fish is not special. Yeah. And so they ID'd the intruder. He came in through the window. Um, and, uh-huh. uh, sorry. Um, uh, anyway, uh, that he apparently was a minor league creep who was named Brian or something. Um, Brian Lemon. Thing, Brian Lemon. The only thing he has on him is it's his two thirty Sea of Tranquility. Now, is that a club? No, it's um. Well, it's a kind of a club. It's a sex club. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's an exhibit at the science museum. Wait, did you watch Eyes Wide Shut again? Um, I, I've seen it, but like when I was young, just to be a. I've never teenager. seen Eyes Wide Shut. I, I I got it at some point. I just um, watched it when I was like 13 or something, and I was like, God, there's like a. This movie is not what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that is. You know, I was talking about how I was too young to watch Monk. I don't know how old you need to be to watch Eyes Wide Shut. From what I understand, I'd probably say like. 18 at the youngest. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, um, it, it's an exhibit at the, like, museum, but, like, not, one of those kids' museums. Y'all know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, like the California Science Center in L.A. The one uh, near, uh, and the one in Florida, and I think in Sarasota, is called, like, Wiz or something like that. Um, you all know what it is. Um, right. And so, they, they're going there, and Monk and Shorten are writing up, uh, the escalator and uh, no, not sure. Monk and Natalie. I apologize. Uh, wow. I'm so I, I'm sorry. Um, son of a they're bitch. They're the escalator, and you learn Mitch wanted to be an astronaut. Um, and tragically, and, he had gotten into the like training program uh, like three or four days before he passed away. Well, no, before. they got the letter three or four days after he passed oh, away. Oh, right. That he. Yeah. Um, which is this? That honestly sounds like a story that would be in the verse of ironic by Lance Morissette. Because yeah. it's like not ironic, it's just unfortunate. Yep. I know it's the hackiest bit to t- point out that nothing in it, ironic is ironic, but it is crazy that that's the case. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, you know, Natalie says, life goes on. And then Monk pauses. And she says, doesn't it? Which, you know, I think that, uh, that, that shows a great, I think a key part of the relationship is I think that 
Natalie kind of shows Monk that life can go on because she lives her life in a much, even though she still has some scar tissue. Uh, she is that you wish she saw. I was, I, what, I'm like, I, uh, I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, should I reference scar tissue? It's like, no. Andre is a Cali boy. Like, Andre looks like he could play Anthony Kiedis, his son in a movie right now, just based on his mustache and his vibe. Like, I'll pass. And sure enough. I had uh, to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. Sorry. By the way, um, uh, no, that's sorry. I was trying to heal up for another one. Um, oh. Um, sorry. Uh, I was a, I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. And by that, I mean, I just know the singles. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend I know deep cuts. Um, so there was this, like, weird guy who's, like, a bacteria virus cell who, honestly, I don't even write, write down what he is. And he starts uh, yapping at him. And he's like, would you guys like to know more about me? And then Natalie delivers a great, I'd like to know less about you. And Monk smiles, and this is where you see the gears. Yeah, they're clicking. Turning. By the way, that sound effect was the gears turning. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so they go, they see a Neanderthal, which I have to pronounce like that because my, uh, my twin brother was an anthropology major, and he is not a stickler about anything. Didn't you bring this up last like episode or two episodes that ago? it's pronounced Neanderthal? I probably did, but it is important to know it is Neanderthal. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I well, I was just gonna say. I think about how much of a stick Ryan for facts. Imagine the exact opposite of that. That's my brother. He could not care less. Except Neanderthal. It's Neanderthal. Um, which fair because uh, you know. Is it Cro Magnon or Cro Magnon? I think it's Cro Magnon, but I also don't think that that matters as much because that is named. I believe. I don't believe that that's the scientific name. So it, I don't <sighs> think he care. All right. Um, I'll, I'll ask him, Michael, uh, text me whenever you listen to this episode. I, you, I know you're like a week behind, but just send me a text and I'll let people know. Um, anyway, Monk determines that the Neanderthal was, mur- Neanderthal, excuse me, was murdered, yep. which is, that's great. I mean, like that it's that's kind of silly, and I imagine that someone in the writer's room was probably like, this is too much, but I like that they kept it in. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I want to see that episode, though. Mr. Monk yeah. and the shriveled corpse. Mm-hmm. Mr. Monk and the Neanderthal. Mr. Monk... Uh, uh, and the early man. I thought I had a good joke. I didn't. So they go to the Sea of Tranquility, um, and uh, Natalie immediately spots the guy. Who's the guy? You don't need to remember his name. It's your it's your boy Lyle Peck. <laughs> you always you never like jump like I know the first I hand. know yeah yeah you got me um yes Lyle Peck he works at the Natalie's museum like, and Natalie identifies him as the first intruder yeah, the first guy. And she's like, let's talk to him. And obviously Monk's like, if he's the guy, we don't want him to know, right? No, yeah, that, but he's f- like, how he, yeah. ha, he eh, sorry, he asked her like, oh, how do you know that that's him? Mm-hmm. And apparently she's a bartender and so she's good at faces. Exactly. I don't know if that's true necessarily. If you're a bartender, please let us know. Are you good with faces? It's um, weird because it works the opposite way on Law & Order. They're like, the bartenders are always like, oh, you know how many people I see every day? Like when they're like mm-hmm. wanting, like uh, when they're being yeah, I love, that's my favorite part about Law & Order is someone is a person if if at your job andre someone came up to you and showed you a photo even if you didn't recognize the person and you were told this person was murdered that'd be like holy shit like someone got murdered and need my help but they're like as if it's the most normal thing in the world like this bra got murdered didn't see her yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they're just like it's like god like knows what off my back anyway yeah. so they gotta follow him into the miracle of life and monk is having trouble he doesn't want to step through the fallopian tubes yeah, um, I mean, there's like a moving fetus in there, which is a little off uh, off putting or upsetting. Yeah. Um, 
and he mentions like or Natalie tries to talk him out of it by telling him like yo just act like you're like in a fun house and he of course says what's well, fun about fallopian tubes uh, mm-hmm. a and lot he, I probably. Love he says I don't know if you know this but I, I have a number of phobias and I think once again I think what makes her dynamic with him is so great is that he says you think yeah yeah <laughs> which yeah um, and so they can't they're they're not he's not able to go through um, and they end up walking he says there's gonna be a C-section. Uh, Ooh, I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, great joke. He goes at the emergency exit. Your mom. He's got the humor when he when he needs it. Uh, at least he didn't make an abortion joke. No, and honestly, I, I, yeah, I think I get many people that. I would, if I thought of it, I would have done the same thing. Um, uh, got to get him in under the wire now that we got this support. Anyway, um, so, uh, Natalie's basically like, you know, after they get out, human sexuality is a natural thing, and he of course says we disagree. Um. And then and they, they notice, notice something, something as, as they, they make, like, Banksy and exit through the gift shop. <sighs> um, wait, what? The Moon Rocks? Not the Moon Rocks. What box? Uh, the, not the Moon Rocks, the Moon Box. The box of things, the, 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 the kit, kit for aquariums. aquariums. Oh, the aquarium kit, yeah, yeah, Well, you also, like, did Monk and Trudy ever have sex? Besides yeah, at yeah. the besides at the end of last episode, <laughs> I think they had to. Have. I can't imagine they didn't. Because he's um, very squirmy about the whole thing, and she's like, yeah. she, she mentions like it's a Honestly, natural part. I know that they're just playing it up just to make. No, it I know, I know. I'm, I think is, I. At some point, at the end of the show, maybe well, I'll ask Andy. Uh, maybe like in a couple months, if I ever talk to him again, I can't out of the blue email him like I did. Did uh, Monk and Trudy bump uglies? Um, did they know? Did they know each other in the biblical sense? Did they bump um, monk monkeys? Yes. Did they bump bump monkeys? Uh, anyway, so what was in the kit was uh, like some rocks. I mean, a big rock, some pebbles, and a treasure chest. Yep. Um, and so they're looking at the aquarium, and nothing seems out of the ordinary. Now, at this moment, did you notice yes. the big gray rock? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that this is telegraphed a little too much. I think Monk should have realized earlier. Yeah, I agree. But they can't take a look for too long because Natalie has to go speak to Mr. Franklin. Yeah, because um, apparently little Julie was uh, disqualified because, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. we'll find out now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently, Mr. Henry, her fish. Is magical. He's magical because he's living, he's only supposed to live like a year and he's lived for uh, like Five years? Six, six years, I think. Five. Six, because they got her when she was... I mean, they got Mr. Henry when uh, Julie was five, and Mitch... It was right before Mitch died, and Mitch died six years ago. Oh, okay, um, right. Um, um, and, you know, Mr. Franklin's not having any of it. And then Natalie goes out to Monk, and it's like, I need you to lie for me. And he says he can't lie. Um, uh, you know, which is true. To which, um, uh, to which um, Natalie asks him, are you... Are you a man? And he man, says, man. yeah. And she says, well, mm-hmm. just lie. Men lie. So, uh, See, that's something she does share with Sharona. A complete cynicism about men. Which, you know what? Fair. Yeah. Uh, I've never been a single mother in my life. And I imagine that it would give you a pretty shitty idea of men. Um, and uh, so Monk pretends to be an ichthyologist. Which is, of course, someone who studies fish. Um, interesting and... name. What? It's an interesting name for... I did not it know is. That. It's, it's really weird how some... Uh, like roots sound perfectly normal. Like dermatologist sounds fine, but ichthyologist, it's like why can't it just be like a fishologist? Or Obviously, nism- I know why. Or, numiz- or nu- numismatist. 
The coin collectors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, numismatists. Uh, philatelists. For a while, my Twitter bio was anti-philatelist, which I thought was just funny, and I think it is still funny. But, What's philatelist? Uh, it's someone who collects stamps. Oh, um, okay. Um, which, you know, I can't really pretend to ever make fun of anyone who collects stuff because I collect hats and teams that don't exist anymore. Um, but, you know, we all have our hobbies. Yeah. So uh, there may, there's a whole scene which is pretty uncomfortable where Monk pretends to be, uh, what is it, Dr. Larry, did you write down the name? Larry Wilburn or something like that? It's Tilburn, I think, actually was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he says that, like, it's a North Korean uh, fish. North Korean marble fish. Very yeah. rare. And he's it's lying, strong. and it's, you know, it's it, I think it goes on like a minute too long, but uh, what, what do you think about the scene? Because it is, it is fun to watch Monk try to lie and be unsuccessful. Um, I feel like there might have been one scene previously where he did something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this isn't as bad as when it, like you play with like his OCD and shit, so I, I didn't mind it. It's fine. Yeah. And so, then there's a resolution, yeah. so it's fine. Exactly. So, um... Basically, they come clean in about how uh, this is the la- Mr. Henry is the last thing that uh, Julie has to hang on to her father, which, you know, sad stuff. Um, I wish I had more to add than that, but uh, sad stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, the teacher just, you know. Uh, yeah, the teacher says she can't win, but I'll let her do it, you know, because I- I'm sorry. You, you should have told me. Which teacher's a good guy. Shout out to the teacher. Yeah, no, like yeah. most teachers would be like, I don't give a shit. That's not my problem. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I also think it's important to remember that she's like 11. So I think that that actually is not that surprising. Um, well, my whole thing is like, well, since when is a fucking fish tank uh, a science exhibit? No, the science fair is because it's so crazy that he's lived five years. That's the Oh, thing. okay. I missed yeah. that. Um, right. So uh, Natalie has to go pick up her check. At a bar, which I'll be honest with you, looks way nicer than you would think it would based on how much her job sucks. Um, right. Based on how shitty the boss is. Like, you think she's in, like, a dive bar. His, he has dive bar energy, and it's, like, a really nice-looking place. I'm um, curious to see, like, where which bar they filmed that at. Hmm. Uh, I'm usually, obviously, a lot of things that IMDb will have filming locations, but TV show TV stuff, stuff is kind of sparse, sparse, so I don't think they'd have it. Yeah, I um, wouldn't think so. Interesting. Um, I don't know, but uh, Monk uh, asks Natalie if... Uh, actually, wait, sorry, I, I, well, that comes later. Natalie goes to pick up her check. All right, yeah, Monk can't sit down because he can't find a seat to sit in. And uh, Trailer mentioned this. There's the bit where he, she kind of pushes him down to the seat, which I noticed that is, I think, that is a very clear demarcation between something that Natalie would do but Trona would not do, you know? Okay. At least I feel that way. I mean, um, sure, I'll take your word for it. Uh, well, no, okay, you at least know that. Uh, you agree that Trona wouldn't do that. I don't Correct, think. yeah. I, yeah, because um, she kind of would just walk away like, Adrian. Um, and she goes to get her check, and her boss is talk about stock characters. Yeah, <laughs> just truly talk about this guy a little bit because I feel like you've had more experience with guys like this than me- I do. Uh, my boy Clem, nah, he's got that very East Coast mentality. I feel like, uh, you know, it's just like he has like a Jersey accent or something. So I don't know. It just screams more like East Coast to me. But he's just—I mean, I guess what I'm saying is he's just a dick. Yeah, like he's just. Well, I mean, I mean, he is. He's a dick, but, like, we need to know he's a dick so that we... Oh, no, I know. No, no, I'm not saying that. that... Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I think it's funny how immediately out of the gate you're just like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy is terrible. Because he's basically, like, uh, apparently someone canceled, and he needs Natalie to work that night. And he's like, you know, my daughter has a science fair. It's like, my, I got son, too. I still come in. It's like, your son's in jail. Funny. Um, what I don't understand is, like, okay, no, wait. 
the science fair is like during the day, right? It's no, it's after school. So it doesn't look like, like it. Yeah, but it's after. I mean, Remy doesn't look like it's after school. It's like super if, bright. Yeah. Okay. So if it's uh, depending on what like time it is, if school ends at like three thirty and it's right after school, it's still gonna be bright until like four. I don't know. It's not that crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know. It's I whatever. Agree to disagree. Um, uh, but anyway, so you know, she leaves with the check. And she's, you know, mad or whatever. And so you know that she's going to become Monk's assistant because this... Because, oh, wait, right afterwards, Monk asks, do you want to be my assistant? And uh, she says no. Um, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, sorry. If I'm not mistaken, she agrees to come back to work mm-hmm. that night. But she never does, right? No, I don't believe she does. Or maybe she does. I actually don't think... I don't maybe think she, she agrees did. to come back, actually. I didn't read it as that. I read it as, like, I'm not gonna do this whatever. Does she she grabs the check and walks away. I don't think that she ever agrees to come back that night. Okay. All right. Um, doesn't matter, because she doesn't ever... She doesn't come back ever. Anyway, so yes. when... Um, so Monk is reading the paper, and he sees something that jogs his memory. He is... They go to the science fair. He has seen that rock in... The uh, it, that he's looking at the paper, he sees the moon rock that's on display. He's seen it before. Where is it? What happened? Okay, the the rock was in well, the rock was in the exhibit in the Sea of Tranquility. Uh, your boy Lyle Peck stole it. Um, I guess he was in cahoots with uh, your with your other boy Brian Lemon. Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I wasn't um, sure of how that was. was he I think like, he like I think he was like uh, below him. Like he was like his accomplice. Like he clearly seemed like he was lower on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he he stole a rock, and he knows like the whole security thing. Um, basically, mm-hmm. any employee that leaves the place gets patted down. I guess to make sure they don't steal shit. Um, if you work at a museum, right into the show, is that accurate? Uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knew he couldn't walk out with it, so he decided to hide the moon rock inside the closest place he could find, which was like an aquarium kit that Julie Teeger ends up buying the next morning before mm-hmm. the accomplice can like, I guess, or buy before himself. they can buy, buy it, buy it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So Julie mentions previously that she might have signed up for the mailing list. So that's how they knew where she lived. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yep. Also, big don't sign for a mailing list. Just FYI, always a big mistake. So um, my my thing also like, do you think that the accomplice would have killed uh, Natalie? Over I'm not this? sure. I mean, it, it, they did say that a rock half the size went for two million dollars. So, um, I honestly don't know. I think he probably wasn't thinking at the time. I think he probably was just trying to subdue her. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to kill her. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Then, like I said, Natalie went uh, gone girl on his ass. Um, gone boy. And, uh, now he gone, gone boy. boy. Gone boy. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, um, we, uh, we, cu- we cut to the um, science fair again. Julie's explaining her thing. Monk wants to grab the rock. Uh, but Peck is at the science fair, not looking conspicuous at all. Yeah, because he had seen and, he had seen the teacher picking up the aquarium from... Right, right, right. right. forgot to mention that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and he... So he lights a fire to distract people. Everyone gets freaked out when there's a fire. And Stamar grabs a homemade fire extinguisher that this adorable kid has. He sprays it, and everything goes up in flames. And what was in the fire extinguisher? Did you I, catch it? I didn't catch that, no. Turpentine. Turpentine. Uh, Why? I actually just don't get that. Why do you think it would be a fire extinguisher? 
I don't know. I didn't even see what it was like. I all the, the, I just caught him when he was throwing his jacket on it to put it out. Anyway. But yeah, um, Monk takes off running. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he likes to run. Yeah, he's, he's running after Peck because Peck stole both Mr. Henry and the Moon Rock. Yeah, he like um, scooped it all out. Yes. And Peck ends up slipping and falling. Um, uh, Peck hits the deck. Yes, he hit. Good call. Yeah. Uh, and he drops both Mr. Henry and the Moon Rock. And Monk takes a second to decide what he's going to take. And what does he take? He takes, he takes the Mr. fish. Henry. Takes yes. the fish, runs then, runs back yeah. to the science fair, and mm. thinks he gets it in the right aquarium tank. Mm. Nope. Turns out someone decided it was safe to bring a piranha to school. I mean, of course. Yeah, it's safe to bring a piranha. It's in water. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's, this is like, it's piranha 3D. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I didn't even know you could have piranhas, like, as pets. I think you can. I think piranhas are one of those animals that has completely overblown how dangerous. I actually don't think they're that that dangerous. Um, obviously, they're like they hurt, but no one's getting killed by piranhas. I don't think. That's yeah, fine. Okay, out. if let's you're if, if you're an ichthyologist, actually, please let us know. Are people out here getting killed by piranhas? Um, uh, but what about also barracudas? Um, so he ends up taking it out, and then he puts it in the right thing, and he saves Mr. Henry. Yep. Mr. Henry was the name of my sixth grade math teacher. Um, uh, good guy. Was, realized, he, you know, was he North Korean? A, what? Was he North Korean? No, he was not. He was actually a Vietnam War veteran. Um, who, hey, on Veterans Day, he did a simulation where he, like, showed up in his uniform and, like, uh, turned the lights off and made us all sit still to, like, recreate what it was like to have to sit still in the jungle in Vietnam. Not in, like, a traumatic way, in just, like, a, like, respect your veterans way, but I was just thinking, you, have you ever thought about, like, I'm at the age now where there's some teachers I have who were also pretty old, where, like, now I have to kind of, like, build in, like, there's just age-wise, there's like a 40% chance he's dead. So rest in peace if he's dead. Um, anyway, uh, if he's not, no rest in peace. But when he dies, rest in peace. Uh, so <laughs> this is just, I fully went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Get out of. And I'm fine with it. Like, if, if those weren't sincere thoughts I was having in my head, I'd feel bad about it. Or just like, I just let too much of Jake slip out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so, uh, yes, they save... Um, Mr. Henry, and then we cut to the final scene where Natalie and Julie are uh, sitting. No, there's a little thing that happens. Oh, okay. What did I miss? Uh, So, like, after Monk puts the fish Mm -hmm. in the right thing, he, like, reaches, or, like, he reaches, like, his hand out, and Natalie gives him, like, like paper towels. Oh, right, 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 right. And it's kind of like a nice little callback mm-hmm. to that, even though it's like not yes. the right kind of towel he wants, but it's like a no, nice start. It's close enough. Yeah. So Natalie and Julie are in bed, and Natalie says to Julie that when Monk had the choice between the expensive moon rock and Mr. Henry, who did he save? He saved. Uh, he saved Mr. Henry. He's a good mm-hmm. guy, just like uh, guy. just like their Mitch. Uh, yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Um. Uh, wait till you hear the sort of history about Mitch, though. I want to hear you think he's a good guy. No I'm kidding. Um, so she ends up getting up and she gives Monk a call and says that she'd like to take his, the job. And then what does Monk ask her? Even though you're here at the side of the phone call, what does he ask? Can you start now? Like, can you come over now? And he, she says no. And then what is the last, what does she say at the end? Which I think is a great way to end it. Um, I don't remember. What was it? Uh, okay, Mr. Monk, how big is the spider? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, no. I was like, I was ready to get on this episode, so I was just like, shh, 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 hurry up. Which, in fairness, like Monk is weird. Is you know, he shouldn't be complaining that much. But I do need to throw my brother, who does not listen to the show, under the bus. Absolutely, he is not crazy OCD. He does not need a nurse. He would do that though. Absolute baby when it comes to bugs. 
You yeah, know, I hate bugs. I'm, I hate bugs too. I'm very, very good at killing bugs, which is weird because I'm, as I mentioned, scared of everything. But I think for me, I am good at killing bugs because the alternative of letting the bugs stay there and be near me is so bad. Where it's like I, I kind of just like turn most of my brain off, and it's like I'm just gonna kill this bug. I'm not gonna think about how gross it is. I'm gonna kill it, and then I'm redone with it. Um, so if you need anyone to kill a bug, uh, I'm your man. Um, Once well, hate bugs though. I mean, also, I think once you live in Florida, you yeah. see grasshoppers that are this big. Have you ever seen one of those grasshoppers that are this big? Not great. Um, I, listeners, I'm making big, a big hand gesture. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you think of this episode, uh, the introduction of uh, N- uh, Natalie and Julie Teeger? So I actually gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Um, yeah, I, really I gave it a 9 for sentimental reasons, but I think that this is – I think that – I think what I said to Andy when we first were talking about it, and I think that I say it holds up, is that outside of this being the introduction of Natalie, I think it's a solid episode yeah. Uh, overall. Yeah, um, it's a solid episode despite the fact that there wasn't anything like super nefarious. Um, mm-hmm. like, like I pointed out, like I wasn't sure if, if Brian would have killed uh, Natalie, but you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a crazy murder, but it still like had some heart and um, you know – it was good. I liked it. Yeah, and and once again, I really want to thank. Uh, well, well, first I want to thank Andy Breckman for helping put in touch with me and uh, Trailer Howard. That was very nice, and I want to thank Trailer for uh, inviting Emmy to come on the pod as well. That was absolutely a treat. Um, I was saying to you, Andre, that sometimes good producing falls into your lap. Uh, I wish I could say I tracked them down individually, um, but uh, they thank you them so much for coming on. I don't, I don't believe they have any social medias, but um, thank. you them so much i keep saying thank them which is a weird phrase to say um and thank you for listening um and you can follow the show at strictly monk and you can follow me at the j christie andre where people follow you you can follow me at andre barrera please rate review subscribe uh obviously of course you know any big monk fans in your life this is a good episode to send them as you might imagine because uh you know it starts off with us having a normal conversation with normal people before we devolve into my i was gonna say our but mostly my general adsc um Although you did start singing uh, Scar Tissue, so, you know, we're, we're, no one's blameless. Um, yeah, but uh, rate it, review it. If you do a nice review, a thank you. I'm not reading any of them. Um, Andre, if you ever want to take a look at the reviews, I saw we have one one-star review, and obviously I didn't look what it was, but, uh, you know, just take, if you have, if you have feel have good self-esteem, peruse those. But no matter what you do, make sure you tune in as we talk about Mr. Monk versus the Cobra. Sasuke Monkeys.